So I am, uh, I'm one of the most clumsy people, probably on earth, uh, one of the most clumsy humans that I know. Um, I remember, I remember, uh, there it is right there. I, my friend got engaged recently and I was at the engagement party and uh, the time came for me to leave and I went to go give them a hug and I gave his fiance a hug and when I went to go give him a hug, I elbowed her right in the face, um, and it was not, it was not good. Um, I even got, I got married recently, and I spilled uh, my drink on her dress, my wife's dress, um, and let me tell you, like, it's one of those things where, like, it wouldn't have been the perfect day had I not done that. Um, but I remember when I was in high school, uh, about freshman year, uh, the, the cool thing to do in the, in the, for high school kids was trick shots. Dude Perfect had just gotten big, and trick shots were the thing to do. And so my friends and I would spend hours out in my, my front yard doing these trick shots. And I remember this one particular night where we were working on this shot, um, where I was, ba- I was in the backyard, so this is my backyard. Then you've got the garage, which is right here, and my driveway's on the other side. And I'm throwing this ball over the roof, blindly, I can't see the goal, trying to make it. And it's been, it's been about 30 minutes, you know, I would throw it. My friend would be like, hey, you missed, like, aim left. So I'd, I'd pick a shingle, you know, three over from where I did. I'd throw it, yeah, too short. And I'm, I'm continuing to throw and throw and throw. My dad comes out to see what we're doing. And I'm like, hey, dad, check this out. I'm throwing this ball. We're working on these trick shots. I just made one down from the mailbox. Now I'm throwing over the garage into the goal. He's like, all right, cool. I don't care, but let's do it. So I get the ball, and I throw it. And you know that moment when you throw something, and you immediately know it's a bad throw from the time it leaves your hand? Like, instead of it going off, like, the center of my hand, it goes off your pinky? This ball is flying, like, 20 feet to the right, and I'm like, oh, hold up, hold up, that's a bad one, bad one. Like, give me a second, I'll get the ball back, I'll try again. But all of a sudden, we hear this crash. And this ball that's supposed to be going in the basketball goal is now in my dining room because it went through the skylight on our roof. And it was, it was a bad day, um, not good for me. I had, to, I had to pay to get the skylight fixed. Um, so I learned my, I learned my lesson to not throw basketballs over roofs anymore. But I tell you all that, my clumsiness, um, and I want to relate that to, to babies. I don't know a whole lot about babies, um, but my sister-in-law just recently had a baby. Her name's Briley. She's awesome. She's so cute. She loves to sing, and her singing sounds like, woo, woo. That's like all she does, but she's so cute. And I was talking to her the other day, learning about these babies, um, and she was telling me, about how she had to cut, has to clip Briley's fingernails three times a week. I was like, what? She was like, yeah, well, they're, they're babies. They, the fingernails grow quickly, and babies don't have control of their limbs very well, so they can easily scratch their faces. And I was just blown away by this, um, about how, like, who, who thinks of that? You have to cut your baby's fingernails three times um, a week. So with that said, I'm not going to have a kid for a while. Um, but we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 5, 
starting in verse 11. Um, and it says this, we have much to say about this. Now pause right there. The writer of Hebrews says, we have much to say about this. I um, mean, he's speaking, if you go back and read the beginning of uh, chapter five, he's speaking about Jesus being the high priest. Speaking about him being the highest of high priests and, ta- and Jesus had just um, died on the cross and he's really trying to get this, drive this message home to him. So we have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. So the first thing we see is this comparison with milk and meat. It's a solid food and milk. Um, We see that comparison. And the writer of Hebrews, like I said, he's trying to tell these people there's more to this Jesus guy. There's more that you can learn and that you can take in, but, but you're not trying to. And we see this also, we see it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. In verse 1, it says, Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you are not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. And so Paul, once again, he's comparing this milk and this meat, saying you, these, the Corinthians, the church of Corinth, that they, they can't handle the meat. He says, I'm, I'm trying to feed you. I'm trying to give you more. I'm trying to mature you, but you can't handle it. He says, you're, you're, you're still worldly. You're still infants. You're still babies. You're not ready. And basically what he's trying to tell them is, hey, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. It's time to, time to get, out, get out of your diapers, put on real clothes, stop drinking the milk, and getting the good, the good food um, that we can take in. And so I got this milk here. I got this meal. I'm going I'm to bring it up here. Got this nice glass of milk. And I want to talk to you a little bit about milk. Um, and milk is good. Anyone like milk in here? It's awesome. Got milk. So milk is, is easy. It's easy to digest. You know, I can drink it. You see, swallow it whole. It just goes right down your throat. You drink it with cereal, whatever you got. Milk is awesome. And babies, babies don't have to, when, when, they, when they are born, you don't have to convince a baby that milk is good. They just, they just like it. They want it. They crave it. You don't have to convince them of that. Now, I just got to thinking, I was like, why, why do babies, why is it milk that they need? And so as a baby is drinking this milk, this milk provides their nutrients, provides everything that they need as a baby to grow. Our teeth, our teeth are made of the calcium that you get from this milk. And so as they continue to drink this milk, 
as they continue to drink this milk, they continue to grow and, and, and mature into, their teeth grow and they mature into being able to handle better and better foods. And so this milk, uh, we, got, we got Paul, we got the writer of Hebrews, they're comparing this milk to um, spiritual elementary truths, as it says in Hebrews. And so we see an explanation of what are these elementary truths? Like, what, what does that even mean? And we see that in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, where it says this, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation, here they are, of repentance from the acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so basically there's a, there's a lot of lot going on there with a lot of commas, and basically that comes down to faith, baptism, and heaven. You can sum it up in those three categories. And we call those elementary truths because that's the essence of the gospel. If y'all been coming to live, if y'all been at Bible study, y'all know that these are things that we talk about every single time. We talk about faith, repentance of sins, and giving your faith to Jesus, turning to Christ. We talk about baptism. Y'all just saw baptism. We see it every single week here, and it's such an awesome thing that we get to see that. And we talk about baptism. Y'all know what baptism is. And then heaven, eternal life with Christ. Those are things that are always taught here. They're always preached because it's the essence of the gospel. Anywhere you look in this Bible, you're going to see the elementary teachings about Jesus. And then we have this meat. I got this, this steak right here from Outback. It's awesome. Um, let me grab this whole thing here. We got this steak here. It's real. It's awesome. Ribeye, medium rare, nice pink color. Got a steak here. Now this steak's a lot different than, than the milk. I can't pick up milk with a fork. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. But this steak, it, it's solid. Um, and when I take a bite, a little cold. <laughs> but I take a bite, I have to chew it. My teeth, they got to tear apart the meat. I've got I've to sit, I've got to think about it. I get to think about all the flavors that are in this meat. That was good steak. I had a little cold, but it's really good. But I got to tear it apart before I can swallow it. I can't just, I mean, you can maybe try and swallow this thing whole, but this steak, you got you to think about it. You, gotta, you, you take it in, you, you, you bite on it, you got to tear it down. You tear apart the tendons, the whatever it is, I don't know. You tear it apart, then you, you, you take it in. And then your stomach, your stomach begins to break it down even more. Your stomach begins to break it down even more. And my, my dad used to say, I love corn dogs. He used to say, if you keep eating those corn dogs, you're going to turn into a corn dog. And we, we, we are what we, we are what we eat. And so what... These, what the writer of Hebrews is saying, what Paul is saying here, 
is that there is so much more than these elementary truths that we talk about every single week. There's so much more beyond that. There's meat in this Bible that we can sit on, we can rest in, we can think about. And as we continue to take that in, it's going to come out in our life. And so I want to talk to you all a little bit tonight about how, how we do this. Like, there, there's been a lot of you all that have been baptized um, in this room. You've accepted Christ, maybe at beach retreat, maybe in Bible study. You've given your life to Christ. And so how do we move on past this spiritual milk into this meat? How do we continue to grow and mature in our faith? And so the first, first one I have is, is attending Bible study and live. And everyone in this room, you're at live, so you're knocking that one off. But I want to take that even further. So not only are we attending Bible study and live, but what are your intentions when you're at live? Are you coming to live on Wednesdays because all my friends are there and I just want to see them? When, when, when we're worshiping, when the band's up here, are you, are you talking to your friends? Or are you paying attention to the words that you're singing? Are you trying to understand what you're singing? At Bible study, are you, are you there for, for the donuts in the morning or, or whatever, whatever, whatever we have? Or are you there to learn? What do your conversations look like after live? What do your conversations look like after Bible study? How would your relationship with the Lord and with your friends change if after we leave here tonight, while you're driving home or whatever, you're, you're asking friends, hey man, what, what, did you, what did you learn tonight? What did God teach you? What did you take from the message? What did you take from worship? And the second one I have is prayer. And prayer is awesome. We have the opportunity and the ability to pray with God, to talk with God. You don't have to go through anyone else, but you can sit and you can pray and he hears you and he listens. So what does your prayer life look like? And I thought, man, what is an easy way that you can take your prayer level from maybe nothing to something and a lot of people are like, well, I pray when I wake up in the morning, before I go to sleep, and at meals. Like, okay, cool. But let's take those prayers at our meals from a rub-a-dub-dub, thank you, Jesus, for this grub prayer <laughs> to a, taking, taking a minute or two, praying, asking God, man, what, what he has for you, asking him to help you in things. Asking God for an opportunity to, to share Jesus with someone. Making those prayers not a, not a checkbox, something I have to do, but something that I want to do. And then we have teaching. When I worked at my first camp, I got to lead a Bible study for the first time. And I began to understand the power of teaching. And I, have to, I had to prepare these messages, I had to prepare these Bible studies with the goal of regurgitating and telling someone what I learned. I had to know before I taught what I, what I was teaching. And if you want to grow in your faith, if you want to grow in your walk, say, hey, hey mom, uh, at dinner tonight, I want, to, I want to teach you what I learned today at Bible study. 
I want to tell you what I learned at live. I want to tell you what I learned while I was studying my Bible this morning. Because teaching, teaching makes you spit out everything that you, you've taken in. And you, and you learn it even more. And then the fourth one I want to hit on a lot. And that's our personal relationship with the Lord. I, I was thinking about this and I was like, what, what in my time... What does my time with the Lord look like in junior high and in high school? And I thought, well, I, I used to do this thing where I would read a chapter a day. I would start in whatever book I chose. I'd read a chapter. The next day I'd read the next chapter and the next chapter. But what, the honest truth is that I would read when I woke up in the morning. Then I'd get ready for school. I'd drive to school. And if anyone at school asked me, hey, what did you learn today when you read your Bible? I'd been like, I, I got no clue. I don't know. I read uh, Romans 1 maybe? I wouldn't know. Because when I read that chapter in the morning, it was just a check off the box. Because my pastor told me that I need to read my Bible every day. My pastor told me that I needed to have a quiet time and spend time with God every day to be a Christian. So what does that time look like? I'm going to tell you what I do. There's an app called the Bible app. I'm sure a lot of y'all have it. I mean, it's awesome. It's an awesome resource. And so I got some screenshots I want to throw up here. They have a they have a tab called uh, plans. It's, it's devotional plans. And up here you have topics of new faith, marriage. We've got forgiveness, faith, and listen and watch, work, addiction, all these different topics, on and on and on. And then what you can do is you can take one of these topics, um, and I clicked on youth, and, and in that topic you have all these other plans. Um, how to strengthen your faith. Ten things. I didn't read it. Attitude, authentic, you have all these different plans that you can go through to study. And the cool thing that I have found in doing this is when you pick up a devotion, I don't know what devotion maybe you read or, or what you do, but a lot of times I found that if I pick a topic up there, do I still need the gospel? I pick that topic and it's, they have seven-day devos, they got 14-day devos, 21-day devos, all these devos that you can jump into. I'm focusing on one specific topic for an entire week. Rather than, you know, fear one day and faith the next day and on and on and on, all these different bouncing around everywhere. I'm focusing on one specific topic um, for the entire week. And what I do is I wake up in the morning, I read, I read it. It has the devotion, it has the the text, and then I go to my notes app, and I, and I write the key highlights that I learned from it. And then whenever I go to bed, whenever I'm at night, I can read over those notes, and I can remind myself of what I learned that day. And so my time with the Lord has turned into this, from this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it off the box, I'm just going to read it and move on. To this, I'm going to read it. I'm going to think about it because I got to think about it enough to write, you know, four or five main, main points. And then I'm going to read over those again at night and remind myself of what I read and what I learned that morning. And, I, and this is, 
it's been awesome. Um, I, I can focus on one specific topic the entire time, the entire week, the entire month, whatever that is. And so I want to challenge you all to do this. This, this isn't the, the only thing that you can do. I thought of the word devotion and what, what the root of the devotion is devote, to be devoted, to be all in. I don't do a devotion halfway, but I'm devoted and I'm reading it, I'm studying it, and I'm trying to soak in and learn because that's the meat of the Bible. That's the meat that we can take in and can flesh out in our lives. And so it, it's time to grow up. As, as a Christian, as a Christian, our, our job is to continue, learn, continue learning and continue growing. If Briley, my niece, she's four months old right now, if she continues to drink milk for the rest of her life, that's going to be so sad. Like she's never, ever going to eat Chick-fil-A in the rest of her life, ever. My wife and I love it. We went to to one Chick-fil-A last night for cow appreciation and got a meal. And then we went to another Chick-fil-A right after that and got dessert. Back to back, we got Chick-fil-A. We're winning. But even on past that, Briley is not going to be able to grow the way she's supposed to if she stays on milk. Her mom is constantly trying to feed her more and more solid foods so that one day she can enjoy a steak like that. And the same goes for our Christian walks. We, when we became a believer, when we were born again, I mean, God didn't expect us to continue learning and just thinking about the same things of faith and baptism and heaven. He didn't, he didn't want that. He, he gave us more. Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago, and we're, con- we're still learning more and more about him. And so it's time to grow up. I said that there's, there's a lot of y'all that have been baptized in this room that have given your life to Christ at Beach Retreat, Sixth Ray Camp, at Live, at Bible Study, whatever that is. You've given your life to Christ. And maybe you're asking yourself, why do I continue to fall into the same sin? Why do I continue to see the same results in my life? Why isn't anything changing? In chapter 5 of Hebrews, verse 14, it says, but solid food is for the mature, who by constant use, by constant use, have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Constant use. We're, our life as Christians needs to be intentional. I'm getting into my Bible in the morning, I'm reading over it in the evening. I'm coming to live and I'm bringing my notes. I'm bringing my Bible. I'm writing that down. And when I get home before I go to sleep, I'm going to read over it again. Because I want to learn. I want to know more about Jesus. Intentionality. And there's some, some of y'all in this room that, I mean, you've heard the elementary truths. And you're hearing them again tonight. Of Jesus dying on the cross being buried and three days later raising again, defeating death. 
And if we give our lives to him, he comes in and saves us so we, we can have eternal life with him. And what happens is when you accept Christ, you become a new person. The Bible says we're, we're re, reborn. You become a spiritual infant, and that's a good thing. Because as that spiritual infant, you crave that milk. You crave it, you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. You continue to, to learn. And then you move on to the meat. You become mature in your faith. Back to verse five, so that you can distinguish good from evil. And I wanna give everyone in this room the opportunity right now to make Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. And so with every...